Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. <laughs> your personal echo chamber of hating everything and liking nothing. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. Today we're going to talk about The Matrix Awakens and the Game Awards announcements, maybe some other Game Awards stuff too. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, and Alan K for the contributions. One of the perks to joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call Side Quests. I don't know what we're going to cover in the Side Quest today, but I did have Mr. Beast Burger for the first time, and we can talk about that. Mm. Maybe some other oh, nonsense. I have some food stuff to talk about, Brian's too. got food stuff? Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, and the side quest, we talk about all kinds of random stuff, usually food and drink and uh, other things that pain us in society. Um, <laughs> I mean, food and drink is not one of those. We're very yeah, happy no, about we, it's food The and food drink. and drink are the only things that bring me joy. <laughs> That's why we get up in the morning. Uh, as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com and, help, and uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, we are Twitch affiliates. You can subscribe using your free Amazon Prime subscription that Amazon so graciously gives you. Uh, and I'd rather them just like not and then maybe pay their workers better. I don't know. Like there's a lot of things they could do differently. Um, but yeah, think about that too. Alex, any bumpers for the network? Yes. The horror movie your book boys just put out their episode on well, the hor- uh, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City which is the latest Resident Evil film that was in theaters a few weeks ago. I don't know if it's available for rent yet, but check that out. It might be particularly of interest to video game players. And then they also recorded a Tiny Terror talking about a bracket of the Resident Evil games, of which I contributed to, and Willie, and um, I believe Bruce also in the in the Discord contributed his bracket but of course if you're just catching this now i think they posted it on instagram you can go check it out fill out your bracket send it into them i'm sure they'd talk about it next time too um but yeah next time they're doing their christmas episode on a movie called christmas evil from the 1980s so check that out i think they said it was on hulu and tubi Hmm. i don't know i already forgot the hell is tubi Tubi's this like free streaming thing. It's like Pluto, I believe. Where it's just like this thing that exists out there where it sometimes has content and probably has ads. I'm just I'm curious like what what data are they f- harvesting from us from all these like weird It's probably like yeah, like weird watching data and also just like serving ads and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, that's all out there, and uh, yeah, I don't know. That's it for now. We need to get a film nerds going, but I just, it's, I, I don't know. I'm tired, and everybody's busy, and uh, someday. Tom wrote about it yesterday in the Discord and made me feel guilty, <laughs> and now I'm sad. No, it's well, exclusive. I mean, <laughs> you owe it to the Patreon, patrons, sorry. I mean, to be fair, when the Patreon started... There wasn't any film nerds going on, so it's fair enough. Like it was a you haven't lost any value technically. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that's it. Anyway, I haven't played anything except the Matrix thing, so I don't know if we want to jump right into that. Wow, or... and we can we can start there. 
Okay, so The Matrix Awakens is a Unreal 5 engine tech demo that is essentially a free-roaming playable game of sorts as well that takes place in the Matrix universe, which I don't exactly know where the Matrix is other than all around us right now. Um, <laughs> so it's unbelievable how good it looks. I mean, shocking. It like I thought the tech demos they showed off of Unreal 5 were impressive, but to actually play something functional and like I don't know how much of the drone flying you guys did, but like I think that's the most impressive cuz you can get that drone cooking pretty fast like down the streets and mm-hmm. like just the way it looks and feels is crazy. I took it up pretty high, so that was impressive. Um but yeah, I would say the engine at this point is absolutely living up to its name cuz the yes, it looks unreal literally. It's like unbelievable. Yeah. I tried I tried to show Megan and she was like it still looks like a video game and I'm like shh stop. Are you kidding? <laughs> there was a moment there cuz there's there's like a little bit of um you know Neo and Trinity towards the beginning and there's nothing particularly spoilery for like the new movie as far as I know. I think the nah. character that you can walk around as is someone who's in the new movie. But um other than that like I think um there's a moment where they switched to Keanu's face where I thought it was I thought it was actually video like full motion video. I was like there's no way that that's unreal. And then it like they de-aged him for a second and then put it back and then I was like okay, maybe it wasn't video, but it fucking felt like video for a second there. It was it that, that was mind blowing to me. I just it's it was crazy. The weird thing is is that it was also like an all white background. So I feel like that lighting situation would make it more obvious. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But, like, even, like, as soon as they switched to him, I don't know. It was weird. It might have been a moment where they went through the TV. And as they moved through the TV and showed him, for some reason, it, like, bought me into it way more. Because I was like, they show Neo and Morpheus chatting in the decrepit house on the chairs in a TV in the demo. And as, like, the camera moves up to and through the TV, it switches to older Keanu that we know now. And he's like, hi, I'm Keanu Reeves, because that's what they did in this for some reason. And, um, but it it just felt, like, that. it felt a little bit past the Uncanny Valley for, like, ten seconds for me. And then I was like, oh, maybe not, but it was crazy. Can you explain, like I'm five, what exactly the Uncanny Valley is to those? The Uncanny Valley is just the theory that, like, as we get better and better at approximating what humans look like in uh, graphical quality, um, there's just this, like, the closer you get to it, the more unreal something looks, and therefore it's just too uncanny for you to think of it as, like, the actual thing. So, like, it's like as you approach reality with it, it gets more and more unreal looking. And it was something that came up, I think more in the days of like final fantasy, the spirits within was kind of like, I think around the time, maybe, I mean, who knows? It could have been, the idea could have been born before that, but it's just this idea that as you get closer to making it look real, it's, it almost starts to look more unreal because of how real it is. But 
there's probably something that explains it better on the internet. No, I mean but, that's cool. But I, my whole thing is with the uh, with that appearance of realism. I think um, in a lot of cases, at, at least with humans, specifically humans, like when it, when it's landscapes or like buildings and things, I find it much more difficult to tell the difference. But I think with humans specifically. It's usually uh, the eyes are what give it away. Um, usually the glare is like off in eyeballs as well as like hair placement is like not as randomized as it may be in real life. Like it very much looks programmed or mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Um, specifically placed as opposed to like just random. Yeah. You know, because random strands of hair will always kind of like fray off your 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 mop, you know, so. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, especially yours, like yeah, right now, it's kind of crazy right now. Not yeah. not so much mine because I'm losing my hair. Yeah. That's why with like the the Lion King remake and whatever, or even uh, the Jungle Book when they did the Jungle Book, like the animals felt so real. But when you look at humans that are generated that way, like we're used to looking at each other in that way as like connecting when we talk so it's a lot easier to recognize like you said when somebody's like micro expressions aren't lining up properly or like something just looks wrong yeah but like that's why like jungle book was amazing because it was like oh i don't look at black panthers all all the time so when i see one when i see one singing a show tune it's very realistic (laughs) (laughs) i don't think they went quite as musical in that remake but it's been a while since i watched it but anyway back to the matrix no you you were saying you don't know like where the matrix is. There's a so basically. I always after just that, assumed like, it was like a California esque like area is where Thomas Anderson is like residing. That's kind of, yeah, but the so after this like segment of like Neo and Trinity, they do hand over control to you when there's like a little shooting segment while while Trinity's driving. But then on top of that. Like, after that, it goes to the open world thing that John's talking about. And I don't know if you open up the map and see there's little spots that are, like, they're pedestals that have, like, a green light emanating yeah, from them. Yeah, with, like, information on them. Yeah, there was one on there that said that, like, this representation of the Matrix is a combination of, like, New York and San Francisco and Seattle or something like that. There's, like, yeah. they mm-hmm. took from multiple different cities to construct it, which is cool. There's a I don't know if you saw the one uh pedestal that says there's a ramp park in yeah. the city that you yep. can get to with the cars and then uh-huh. just like keep launching cars off the ramps. Mm-hmm. And uh Oh wow. Yeah, it's uh it's crazy, man. Like I, I don't remember I think I was telling Corey, I was like, if you haven't checked this out yet, you have to because if this is what we have to look forward to with games, like I cannot wait to see what what they're they're capable of in like a year or two from now. Like even it's just <laughs> unbelievable how amazing it looks and like i don't know how long they were working on this tech demo or how long like i mean i assume with like the new technologies that are built into unreal engine 5 specifically like it's probably really easy like i think that was kind of the whole point was to like texture map the way they texture map and to do the things that they were doing uh you know like they were showing off um Originally, like the original demos they showed of Unreal Five, I think they showed off some of the the human modeling you can do just using like a webcam and shit like yeah. that. Like with that technology combined with like better quality equipment, I would assume that like texture mapping things to look more realistic is a lot easier than it ever used to be. So I'm assuming this is all just going to get like crazy easy over time. 
to like make it this is just this what this is is this is the future of deep fake technology and w- <laughs> like we're never going to know what we're watching on television whether or not it's real like it's you just like have that's to gonna, assume everything is fake at that yeah, point I think, which is right? terrifying in a sense like <laughs> but it's it's just unbelievable what they're capable of doing i just I, it just makes me want to i just need to invest money in epic i guess <laughs> Um, I need to invest time in learning the Unreal Engine because I told myself I would start doing that this year. Uh, Patrick Klepik from Waypoint on on Vice's gaming uh, imprint, basically, uh, he has a, an article out right now called "The New Matrix Tech Demo Shows How Ridiculously Far Visual Effects Have Come," and I think he talks with uh, someone at Epic about working with the Wachowskis uh, on previous movies and with uh, Lana Wachowski on this new one. Um, and so, uh, there's, it looks like there's more to learn about like how they made it and what, like, I assume they were using some of this for the new movie basically as well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of what, (laughs) yeah, the whole movie was filmed in a green box. (laughs) I mean, it's possible. That's That's, how they do the, yeah, it's all the the Mandalorian now. Like that's how we, we do commercials at work now too, or it's, it's it's so crazy. Widely used. Yeah, I, w- I will say, like, I wish the cars felt a little bit better in the demo. And for those I, who don't know, this is a free, it's a free downloadable demo for Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. In all um, reality, man, you could just kind of think, like, in what situation where you're using a DualShock controller or an Xbox fair. controller is driving ever going to feel good? And no, it won't, it's, like, it's, ever. It's fair. I'm mostly thinking about, like, because I did what I usually do in open-world games, and I hopped in a car and then hit as many things as I possibly could. And, like, some of the, like, the damage modeling and, like, the feel of, like, hitting buildings on, like, the... you. I, I was thinking they would have done more with the DualSense, but I think because they were aiming at both the Xbox and the PlayStation, they were probably just like, eh, we'll... We'll do whatever, and well, I don't even think the dual sense was given its its time to shine. I think they yeah. kind of dialed that in or like or phoned that in just because like they were like it. The graphics themselves are going to be impressive. Like we don't need to show the, yeah. like the controller capabilities. Everybody knows how amazing this controller it, is it, already. It's not a PlayStation Five tech demo. It's yeah. an yeah, Unreal yeah. Five tech demo. But, and but you have to think it's it's fucking incredible to see that level of graphical fidelity on a console oh yeah absolutely and the frame rate seemed really solid to me considering how much was going on it's good until you get the drone going full speed weaving through buildings like it it, it starts losing frames pretty quick when you're doing that but because you can get the drone going like stupid fast and you can literally weave through and over and around buildings using it like it's very fluid the drone felt really good actually Mm -hmm. because it you can the the right thumbstick you can actually direct uh elevation like you can drive you can drive the uh the drone upwards by kicking the camera mm-hmm. back to go up as oh, opposed okay. to just using the the triggers to like uh to ascend or and, ascend yeah. or descend yeah which Honestly, if, if they give me those sorts of drone controls in like other games like I'm all about it cuz like that just felt really good like whipping through buildings and shit like it was mm-hmm. sweet I was really hoping when I saw the option to hit a button to fly that I was just going to take off into the sky like Neo did. Yeah, that's what I thought it was going to be, too. I was a little disappointed. disappointed. It was just a drone. (laughs) Yeah. Overall, I was very pleasantly surprised like that it was that interactive. And, And did you mess with all like the controls, like changing the lighting and 
yeah. depopulating the the like pedestrians and the cars just on the fly. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I found a plaque that said the sports car max speed is 144 miles per hour, or is it? So like, and of course, right at that plaque, they have a sports car spawned there. You can hop into it, and then there's a ramp to the freeway. So I immediately got on the freeway, and then I was like, there's too many damn cars on this freeway. And then I was like, I bet I could turn off all that stuff. So then I hit the start button, and I moved over to it, and you can just completely remove all the traffic from the world. You can Mm -hmm. take it from 100% down to zero. And then uh, I tried to, like, top out, and I just, I couldn't, I don't, I don't know where you're supposed to be able to do that, but I couldn't even get up to 144, so... I think I mean, you can you, hack the game, man. It's the Matrix. Like, there's got to be a way. You plug a keyboard in and just start going to town. Just start hitting buttons. <laughs> there's got to be a bunch of other cool stuff hidden in the game. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. There's all of those plaques. So. Yeah. But, but can, seeing that and, like, playing it and, like, our whole conversation the other day in the Discord about, like, a new a new Matrix, like, MMO. Like, I think now's the time to do a Matrix MMO. I think they could do mm-hmm. it. And it would be really cool. Not yeah, like the I, one they had before. I would just like a new Matrix game. Yeah. Like, and uh, I hate to say it, I mean, because there's so many of them, but I just feel like it it lends itself best to like an open world single player game, not multiplayer. Like, I think it would it would be good. It would fit well into like. But what if what if it was an like my whole thing was like the it was it was like a maybe maybe it's like a asymmetric co op kind of thing where four or five of you are you know like neo and trinity or whoever like any other characters that you want to make within the matrix universe and then you've got one person who's controlling all the agents and stuff similar to like the resident evil like multiplayer thing that they did where you could play zombies and shit but like imagine playing that game imagine playing in in like a grand theft auto style world where you've got one person controlling like literally it just you have a map and you have like another screen that shows you what's happening and you can like zoom in or you can click and play as agents if you want to and then like back out and then you'll drop agents all around the city and like you're creating defenses to kind of corner the um what do you call them the the rebels what are they called in the movies anymore i don't even know do they have a name other than it's just like uh morpheus you know like <laughs> yeah i don't know that they have like a faction name the nebuchadnezzar but then yeah like on your on the on that team like imagine having a player on on the team that is the hacker in the spaceship in the real world, quote unquote, whose job is to supply you with like weapons and abilities based off of what you think you need to accomplish in like, like, oh, I need to jump this building. You need to download the jump program for my brain. And so like you download the jump program and then you get a jump ability that you get to use for like the next 60 seconds or some shit, you know, like even just having somebody that's looking at that green code, but like, somehow the game figures out a way to like teach you patterns in that code that will give your people intel or something like that as you're talking with them like that kind of thing i think that'd be really cool but like like, it's it's a game that's made for multiple monitors and one of your monitors is always showing green code which is like a mat it's just a bunch of random (laughs) it's like it's like you see the patterns and the patterns tell you like where the where the 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 robots are dropping agents and so like it's oh these are the coordinates where they're going to drop the next set of agents you guys got to go the other direction so you're always like directing the other people yeah it would be crazy it's probably impossible to do what i'm talking about (laughs) but it would just like to to take this idea of like the hacker thing and like make a full game out of it combined with like the matrix and action and shooting 
and just give it like they just need to put remedy on it let remedy make this using like the unreal 5 engine honestly like it's just it's just telling me like how much the matrix was a missed opportunity in video games like i remember mm-hmm. playing enter the matrix because i was fully drinking the kool-aid and i loved yeah. it because they had like full motion video and stuff yeah. and it all tied in with like the movies and whatnot i mean not greatly but it did but like i know that if i went back and tried to play that game it's probably garbage i never tried to play the power of neo which came out after the three movies and was just like an action game where you play as Neo through those stories. But like, other than that, it's just the MMO. And I feel like the, that universe is so ripe for like all this weird transmedia shit that we're doing right now. Cause they wanted to try and do that back then, um, that it would be really sweet to kind of like, just have a good matrix video game, whether it's like the open world thing, like Brian's saying, or something more high concept, like what you're saying, John, or even just like, give me an uncharted matrix game like maybe what the power of neo was trying to be with some of those characters and i feel like i would have a great time with that too so this this I, you know yeah the franchise could also lend itself well to like a uh mobile like ar type game too yeah that would be sweet that's what i think that um the predecessor to pokemon go was ingress was kind of like yeah. a matrix like yeah ar true Sort of thing. I don't know if you ever played Ingress or not. I tried for a while. No. And I just wasn't into it at the time, but I think it's it's changed forms quite a bit by this point. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just, th- I think the thing is, is like when the Matrix first came around, we didn't have the technology and the know-how to do all the cool shit that we want to do. And I think that's the whole, that's kind of like what the whole like spiel of the Wachowskis was, was they didn't have the technology. So they made the technology to do mm-hmm. what they needed to do. And now like we're in a point where like, we've got a lot of really sweet technology that can do a lot of really cool shit. And now's the time to do something like that. You and know? I, I, like, I honestly think that's part of why this new movie exists is because like part of it, I think was, um, I think Lana was like, you know, our parents just died. And I think, the Wachowskis talked about it, and one of them was like, I don't really want to revisit The Matrix. But the other one was like, this is a thing of comfort for me, so I'm going to go back to it. So that's part of why The Matrix Resurrections became a thing, but also, like, this is a, we live in a completely different world than what The Matrix was representing in 1999. Like, yeah. cell phones were new, but there's not really landlines anymore, and, like, I'm just curious to see what they're going to do in the movie in the first place, but you got to think like, I'm curious if this is just going to be a flash in the pan, like revisit to the matrix or if it could end up birthing like a much bigger resurgence of the matrix. Um, and kind of like a recalculation from those, the, the second two movies, which most people didn't enjoy, but I still am a pretty big proponent of, um, but yeah, we'll see. I'm down for more matrix. Just shoot it into my veins. I'm ready for it. (laughs) <laughs> so give him the whole bottle of red pills yes yeah i'll i'll take them all but cool well what else have you guys played i've you both, played you both a have lot a of list stuff. of things i'm gonna i'm gonna probably speed through a bunch of it i did end up beating hollow knight i forgot to talk about it last time i just want to let everybody know that i recovered my soul from the grips of the hollow knight good um 
there's several endings to it. I honestly just went for like the worst one because it was the quickest. And I was like, I just need to move on from this for now. So I might go back and, and retry some of that stuff. But, uh, no, it was, it was good. And that game was fun. Um, and I think I liked it in the end, but I guess when Silk Song comes out, maybe I'll reappraise my thoughts on it after I put that down after like an hour. That's the um, Hollow Knight game starring Bruno Mars and Anderson Pac, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. It is. Whoosh. Um, Could use more of that. Is, is any more of that coming out? <laughs> Silk Sonic? Yeah. Probably. I. Yeah. We can get into that later if we want. <laughs> Side quest material. Yeah. Um, I beat Inscription, and that game is pretty fucking great, and I think everybody should play it. I'm smelling uh, in Alex's top five of this year. Spoiler, spoiler for the Game Awards, it did not win Best Indie because um, Kena Bridge of Spirits did, and I haven't played that game, but I'm pretty sure that Inscription is a better game than that. Um, on, no, on what grounds? I, like, just being more unique? Definitely being more unique. Uh, like, basically all I heard out of people playing Kena Bridge of Spirits was like, hey, this is super pretty, but it's a PlayStation 2 game. It's kind of the same thing as like Ratchet and Clank that people were like, you know, Ratchet and Clank's great, but it's just nothing more than the PlayStation 2 game that it used to be. Um, and the same thing out of Kena Bridge of Spirits. Inscription is going for something so completely different on so many different levels, and it's just... Incredible! It's on sale for the Game Awards right now on Steam. I think it's fifteen ninety nine again, or cheaper if you mm. have the humble, uh, humble choice discount on the humble store. But um, yeah, I just I don't want to say too much about it because I think there's so much that you learn to discover about that game that's just like mind blowing and interesting. But uh, it's it's just great, and I think more people should play it. Um, I picked up Death's Door, which is a newer, um devolver published game that came out on um i believe pc a while back and now it's out on like switch and playstation and xbox as of uh november 24th or something like that it's kind of a zelda ish uh game isometric zelda i would kind of call it and um i'm enjoying it you play as like a pigeon but your pigeon, like the pigeons in this universe are like the reapers the the grim reaper like you're there to collect people's souls and usher them into the afterlife but um you get led on this like adventure of trying to open up death's door which is this large door in the afterlife but it requires a certain amount of souls um so yeah it's good it's uh it's it's fun it's like a 20 dollar purchase um and you know i'm probably like a third of the way into it but if you're looking for like a zelda ish type thing Kind of like a more handheld or traditional older uh, Zelda game. It might be what you're looking for. Uh, Solar Ash is the latest game from Heart Machine. Just came out on Steam and um, PlayStation. Uh, actually, it might be Epic and PlayStation 5. Heart yep. Machine did um, Hyper Light Drifter. And Solar Ash is pretty much just like a... It's basically like Jet Grind Radio and Shadow of the Colossus in one. Huh. It's those two games together. It looks 
it's got a very nice style to it. Um, but like basically what you're doing is you're like finding these, you get into an area and then you have to like destroy the nerve endings of these monsters that are corrupting the area. And then once you've destroyed like three of them, it'll reveal the big boss. That's like the Colossus. And then you have to like get onto the Colossus and then it's kind of like a time attack to attack all of its weak points before a certain like bar expires basically and it gets renewed every time you make a hit on that monster and um it's not really capturing me as much as hyper light drifter did because hyper light drifter felt more like a um kind of metroidy in a lot of ways and um a little bit more like combat focused whereas this is just very much like time attack and I'm just not enjoying it as much because the stress of like being under that time limit is not as mm. much fun. So, um, but I'll probably stick with it a little bit and check it out some more. Um, I did buy Guardians of the Galaxy for twenty five dollars on Black Friday. Oh, um, before you move on, yeah, did Disaster Piece do the soundtrack again or no? That's a great question. I don't know. It's it's a very different type of soundtrack, but I don't think that doesn't mean it's not him. Because he's been he's he's been doing a lot of new and different types of stuff, so I can look that up. Okay. Um. But yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um. I don't like that game. Hmm. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people are saying it's got a great story, and I think it probably does. Like I'm enjoying. Um. Yeah, I think I think Disaster Piece did do solar ash somebody on the uh hyperlight drifter subreddit shared a an instagram message with rich reeland who is disaster piece saying that he was excited for the trailer cool um yeah anyway uh guardians of the galaxy yeah no i think the game strengths is like there's a little bit of telltaleness to it where like as you're walking around and like watching cutscenes you can you you make choices about whether or not you want to like support the character that's talking or like confront them about something or like help someone out in this conversation that type of thing and that stuff seems a lot stronger but the actual meat and potatoes of the game of like shooting things is just deathly boring like it doesn't feel good it's not fun I don't enjoy it. It just feels like something that I'm slogging through to get to the rest of the game. Mm. And the game is like 20 hours long. So Mm. I don't like, there's a lot of people saying that the story is really great and I wish I wanted to see more of it, but I just don't know that I want to spend much more time on a game that I don't enjoy playing that much. Um, so yeah, that's Guardians of the Galaxy. And then finally, uh Inscription is a card game and it's wanted me it's made me want to play card games. I was like ready to download Magic Arena. And then I was like, no, I'm not gonna do that. But there's a game that's been on the Switch eShop that I've been waiting for it to like drop below twenty dollars forever. It came out like three years ago. It's called Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution. 
and um <laughs> wow what a fucking mouthful it's never dropped below 20 dollars. so i finally like it, it popped up for 20 bucks on amazon and i really wanted to play a card game so i was like screw it i'm just gonna buy it so it's like the first physical switch game that i've bought in a while other than metroid um the first Yu-Gi-Oh game you've played since you were f- seven no that's not true <laughs> I was uh, definitely 22 and loaded a GBA emulator onto a PSP Go to play one of the GBA <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh games because I remembered how much fun it was. But that's besides the point. Um, no, it's a Yu-Gi-Oh game, and it's fun because they give you, like, the... Uh, there's, like, five different Yu-Gi-Oh animes at this point, and you can play through the stories of each of them in, like, the big card battles that there were, like, arcs of in the in the anime. That's cool. Um, so it's kind of fun. And you like gather cards so that you can, you know, put them in your, in, like arrange them into like your own deck. And you can either fight the battle with like the deck of the character that was actually fighting that battle, or you can use your own deck if you want. But um, I'm just kind of playing along with some of the duels at this point. And it's, it's fun. It's fun. And it's a game that I can play where I can either listen to a podcast or watch a TV show at the same time. And that's kind of what I wanted out of it. So anyway. That's everything that I've been playing. Well, I guess it's my turn. Yep. yep. All right. Well, games I don't really care to say much more about that I played. Uh, Forza, played some more of that. Played a little more Hitman 2016, is that? Yeah. Yep. Just trying to finish that up so I can move on to the Hitman 2. Um, which came out in 2018 yeah well <laughs> i got it for free at some point this year i think and yeah or at least i got yeah yeah it was this year for playstation mm-hmm. um did some destiny 2 yeah i know you guys are thrilled wait they are you the, not gonna talk about it they released a little bit not okay much. wait a second we're gonna I, I have a i have a segment music for this i might blow your ears out so here you go destiny <laughs> wow, that's old. You're the same game you used to be. Nice. There you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, seven years later, I finally paid off the joke. I started Perfect. writing other lyrics for it as well, but anyway. I was hoping the same game you used to be. That's good. Yeah. I was hoping you were going to talk about it more. I was going to intro your segment with that, but anyway. Well, now I guess I will, since we've, really we've drawn to. attention okay. to it. Um, <laughs> they have a 30th anniversary event going for Bungie's 30th anniversary as a company. I was going to say, and with Destiny, it does feel like it's been 30 fucking years. <laughs> there's a lot of... Uh, like basically just callbacks to old bungee stuff. Like they have a uh, weapon, like a sword you can get that is basically straight out of myth. One of their games that probably none of you actually played. No. Um, It was like a uh, small scale RTS. Actually, it was very fun. I did, honestly, if you would have told me that Bungie's first game was Halo One, I would have believed you because yeah. I yeah, Destiny's the only Bungie game I've ever played. Really, yeah. not even Oni. You played Oni. That's true. We had I thought Oni that was Rockstar. No, 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 no. That's a Bungie game. 
It could really? have been like published by Rockstar. Let me double check. I could have sworn that it was Rockstar. Oni 2001 video game. Uh, and it was developed by Bungie West, and the publishers were Gathering of Developers on Windows and Mac and Rockstar Games on PS2. There we go. Yeah. yeah so they, they, yeah, Bungie developed. Okay. Yeah, no, Rockstar I played published. Oni, and that game was also terrible. <laughs> it was not, not a good true. game. It was supposed it, to be really cool, yeah. and it ended up being not good. I thought it was cool. Um, <laughs> Marathon, which was like poor Mac users' version of Doom. So yeah, that that, <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> some people think it's great, but yeah, to me, it just seemed like this is what you get to play if you have a Mac because you can't play Doom. It's just Stockholm syndrome for Mac users. Yeah. Um, there's some callbacks to that too. And like, there's a couple weapons that are based, they are definitely mirrored off of, or uh, based off of um, Halo weapons, but they don't say that specifically because it's probably yeah. a legal issue. Yep. Um, and then they added like a new dungeon, which you f- can finish to get Gallerhorn. Yeah, that's back. Um, Would you say it's the same game it used to be? And the dungeon has some cool mechanics that are different. <laughs> actually, they it was it's very well done, honestly. And there, it's like kind of like a pirate type. Listen, theme. you bungee shill, just tell us the truth. <laughs> um, yeah. Overall, it's pretty. Pretty cool. They have a six-man, like, free event, too, that you don't have to shell out extra money for. Like a um, raid? Which is also cool. No, it's like a... Like a strike? Not exactly. It's like in a, like a horde mode, kind of like arena type thing. Prison but it, it it is randomized, and it involves Zer and Star Horse, his, like... Unicorn? <laughs> it's very weird. Yeah. But um, yeah. Basically, it's like a Zer game show. Oh, so that's fun. It's it's pretty pretty amusing. Didn't they and, didn't they already bring back Gallerhorn before? Like, wasn't that a thing? No, really. Well, they did in Destiny One because basically the original version you got didn't like like the power level capped out really low. That's right. That's and right. then they like you know they tend to do that. Okay. And then they let you earn it again in the last expansion for Destiny 2. Um, For Destiny 1, you mean? I'm sorry, Destiny 1, yes. Well, that's all I have to say about that anyways. Um, Should I play the music as an outro again? Sure. Yeah, do it. Okay. Destiny! (laughs) Destiny! 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 You're the same game you used to be. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Anyways. Um, thank you. Thank you, Steve Winwood, for not giving us permission to do that. <laughs> I finally caved. You guys were talking about Death Stranding so much. Mostly uh, John. Yes. Yes. And I picked it up on Steam. I was very torn between getting that on PlayStation 5 or when you picked it up, Steam. did you lose your balance? <laughs> yeah, totally. It was very heavy. Um, just hold the triggers. It was just like... The price, really, is what it came down to. It was 
dirt cheap for Steam. And, like $14, uh, wasn't it? $14? Yeah, and I read that it looked really good in ultra-wide and plays well that way. And it does, It's because it's a very cinematic game. I mean, you're all this, like, fake uh, U.S. landscape that you're walking through that's basically Iceland, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, so you can somehow magically go from, like, Washington, D.C., like, the, f- the far east coast to, like, Pennsylvania in, like, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On foot. You can. I'm very bad at the game, so... Uh, Walking walking Daryl's actually like a giant. It doesn't look that way in the game. He's just massive, though. It's quite possible. But I've played about seven hours of that. Okay, I should say I've put in seven hours into the game. I have actually played what feels like maybe an hour. Because the other six was you floating down a river and losing your packages? No, the other six was me watching videos. You were learning about Die Hard Man. Yeah, just... There's there's a little like I, I I knew to expect that somewhat because it's a Kojima game, but it's it's a lot. It's like Kojima I wanted to least. play more because I find the gameplay actually intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, as weird as it is, I mean, you're just a glorified Amazon package delivery person, mostly on foot. Um, for now, for now. Well, I think I'm about to get. Actually, I just unlocked the generator, I think. So I'm a lot, I'm going to get to use a vehicle, and that's very exciting to me. Nice. Um, but overall, my thoughts on the game is, yeah, it's like, it is fun to play, but because of the pacing of it, I'm having a hard time, like, wanting to go back to it constantly. Like, I was hooked for a couple days, and then just the pace of it made me just start playing other shit, because it's just so slow. But um, yeah, the mechanics of it are are very interesting. Like the whole like um, BT avoiding thing, which those are the enemies. I don't know what does BT even stand for. Beached, Beached things? things. Yeah. What is it? Beached things. Oh really? Okay. Yes. Not not Brian Transos or whatever. Right. <laughs> is that that dude we saw? <laughs> Who? Who? <laughs> What are you it's talking about? It's like an electronic about? artist or something. Oh, BT, like, yeah, the, <laughs> the techno dude. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't know what his BT stands for other than the B is Brian. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and there's the BB, which just stands for... Bridge baby. short for baby, bridge, right? Bri- bridge baby, yeah. Bridge baby. Um, the BB is pretty cool. I like having a little companion with me until it starts crying. And then I'm like, how the fuck can you guys have so many kids? It's like, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to handle it. But uh, there's one kid between the two of us. So I'm I know talking. you guys being like all you all everyone out <laughs> there, other everyone people, in the world, the, the world children. that's populating the world. How do yes. you all have children? Yes. <laughs> that's the crankiest old man shit you've ever said, man. I need my peace and quiet and prune juice. Yes. Gotta deliver my packages with no babies crying. Yeah. All packages, no babies. At least you can, uh, yeah. Why can't, that's another thing. Like the music in the game is really cool. Mm -hmm. Why can't I listen to music while I'm trekking around? Why can I only listen to music when I'm back at my like resting spot, my little room? 
I feel like capital. you can listen to music, but I don't. Maybe you need to like invent AirPods or something first. With like, Guillermo's got to phone you up and be like, "Dude, I got a new tech for you." I can't remember. Here's I, a new blueprint for you to make a Sony Walkman. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, I kind of figured it would just be. Yeah, Walk it's just the Walkman from fucking Metal Gear, and you yeah. get to collect tapes and put them in. There was a there was an i in in Metal Gear Solid Four. There's an actual iPod, and they would release episodes of the Kojima Productions podcast in the game through the iPod. That's ridiculous. So you could listen to their podcast while you're playing Metal Gear Solid Four. But anyway, sorry, Brian. That game really opens up. In the second landmass, yeah. Once you get, oh, okay. Once you go through the first boss fight, it like really Ugh, starts to boss get cool. Fight. And you should, you should. I think you should really try to get there because, like, that's when you start like delivering pizzas and you can build roads. And there's other vehicles and guns and yeah, ooh, pizzas. The bolo gun is cool. Oh yeah, and... the bolo gun's sweet. When you make the electrified roads, when you can drive on them and it charges your your car, so your your nice. uh, or your motorcycle, so you never lose battery. Yep. Yeah. Well, as I said, the, it's the pace is kind of maddening. Like it rolls out it. these things so slow, and then yeah. in between getting to play with this new stuff, you have to watch like thirty minutes of videos <laughs> that don't really make any sense, to be honest. Well, I mean, you've got to be kind of invested in the story. I think. You know, in the like, it because I think because the the whole thing is is so like all the proper nouns and everything that they throw at you all at once makes it really hard to like sink your teeth into at first with the story. But luckily, like the gameplay, like the package delivering shit is like so much fun mm-hmm. and unique that it kind of gets you past that. But I really I think that the initial segment of the game that you're in prior to the first boss fight and the second landmass is all very much a tutorial of the main systems in the game yeah. and then like once you break out of that that's when it's very much like a sandbox of you do what you want how you want to do it and like you start you can get drones to like deliver packages for you but they all tend to like deliver them in like the lowest grade possible condition that you can get because the drones are all stupid Unless you, like, build out the infrastructure and stuff. like Yeah, if you build out the roads and everything connecting all the shit, then it's not a big deal because the drones Mm -hmm. will just follow the roads. And, like, there's just, there's so many systems at play and it's, it's, it's a lot, but it's, it's very, um, it's just rewarding in, like, a different sense of game. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. You just gotta make America whole again. you You do. Yeah, well, I'll get back at it eventually. Um, you should see if there's a mod to make Die Hard Man into Trump, <laughs> <laughs> or like what? Or no, what is it? Dead Man is a uh, Dead Man's Dead, the one. Dead, yeah, Dead Man's the. Is Guillermo del Toro? It would make more sense based on body type. <laughs> uh, well, I've had enough talking about that. I feel. <laughs> um did some more did multiplayer stuff like uh Battlefield 2042 played a little bit more finally played Zack so that was actually fun Can you turn again yet? Yeah, well, I actually had to resort to editing a file to be able to turn That's left good. and right, which was ridiculous. Sounds like it's going well. <laughs> but I mean other 
otherwise, like most of the stuff they did with the patch was positive. That's good. They did a they rolled out a huge patch that fixed all kinds of shit and rebalanced some stuff. Um played Sea of Thieves for a couple hours yesterday, actually. That was interesting. I haven't played that in forever. Nice. Um and then Man of Medan. That was probably the highlight, I would say, is I played through that whole game with Erica, just like we did with House of Ashes. And we did even worse than we did in House of Ashes. <laughs> we only had two people survive out of five. Damn. Um, we had three for a while, and then right, I, I would say within the last five playable minutes of the last act of the game, I fucked up a bunch of quick time events because they were just thrown at me so fast and they're not forgiving at all in this version. There's no difficulty option like there is in house of ashes, but mind you this like a man of Medan is the first of the three games that are out right now of yeah. the, uh, dark pictures anthology. So, um, I guess it's somewhat forgivable that it's a little rougher around the edges. Story-wise, I thought it was very, very cool. Um, and interactivity-wise, I feel like there's more stuff to pick up and more secrets to find and stuff. Or maybe I was just really bad at finding stuff in House of Ashes. But House of Ashes, like the areas you walk around seem a lot more empty to me. And mm -hmm. in, in Man of Medan, you're in like a more... I mean, you're in a uh, old ship, like a cargo ship, so there's a lot more stuff to interact with. And yeah, I don't really want to give away the story. I really hope you guys play this one too. Um, but it's definitely a mind fuck. <laughs> um, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I wanted to play it because it's on Game Pass. I was going to try and play it so I could be done with you but unfortunately i had too much add to to do that so um and then lastly i played the halo campaign for like one or two hours yesterday because i finally got curious i was just gonna wait until co-op dropped but that's mm. not coming out until may yeah so it was like uh well part of a podcast about video games i should probably just check out halo now um, and it is really cool. It plays really well. It feels like Halo. Um, I just got to the point to where the, uh, open world segment starts. Cause that's the, like the new addition to this game, basically that and the grappling hook, which is awesome by the way. Yeah. I've just like, they give you the grappling hook right off in this. It's not just something you randomly pick up once in a while. Like it is in multiplayer. Yeah. Um, and it immediately enhances the gameplay. And there's so many uses for it. Other than just traversal, you can like like uh grapple weapons to you and like uh you can grab enemies and it just pulls you toward the enemy, basically. Nice. And um there's a there's upgrades for it too. Like I just got an upgrade to where now when I grapple enemies it actually stuns them it shoots out like electricity 
Yeah, I heard that basically you can shorten <clears throat> the cooldown because it's on a cooldown instead of being a consumable like it mm-hmm. is in the multiplayer, yeah. right? So you can shorten the cooldown so that you can basically use it as soon as it's done animating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's yeah. cool. Well, using that made me think back to all like the other games that have had grappling hooks, and I've kind of decided that basically all shooters should have grappling hooks because it's never been a bad idea. It's always enhanced the game. Like they added one to one of the tribes games. I don't know if you guys ever played those, but they were very fast paced multiplayer shooters where you spend most of your time in the air. And the one game that they added that to allowed you to like change directions on the fly and stuff, and it was awesome. Not the best Tribes game that came out, but that addition to it was awesome. Um, they added one to Doom Eternal, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. It was only on the Super Shotgun, but it was just such a joy to use. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of games that have had it, but more games haven't, and I just feel like it's it's neglected. It's like an easy win for gameplay design just to add it in, you know? Yeah. But um yeah, it's it runs solid too, looks pretty good. Um but it it's it's Halo. So if you don't like Halo, I can't say you're gonna like this game necessarily, but if you do, you should definitely check it out. Alright. Cool. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Is that your list? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright. Cool. Let's uh let's talk about some game awards stuff. Well, before we do that, there's a couple other stories. To oh, okay. Add. Yeah, we can do um, that too. Cyberpunk 2077's next gen version and next major update are coming in quarter one, 2022. Uh, and it's funny this Polygon story. The like subtitle to the story is CG Project Red, Project Red nails down a release window for the PS5 and Xbox Series X versions of the game. Like. Quarter one, twenty twenty two. That's a pretty big window. But uh, yeah, The Witcher 3's next gen update is also going to be coming uh, between April and June of twenty twenty two. So um, they just had a big uh, one point three patch that uh, had some free DLC in t- in terms of like quests and and other uh, cosmetic items and things like that. But um, yeah. They're still trying to do something with Cyberpunk. I haven't really checked back in on it yet. I don't know if I will. I've been getting the itch to play that again, honestly. Because there's not any other games of that scope that have come out since that game, and there's nothing coming out anytime soon. Like, I think it's seeing all the uh, videos for Starfield lately. Mm-hmm. has made me want to play like a large open game like that makes sense and they just patched skyrim with that garbage anniversary update stuff and that will probably break all of my mods so i don't think i'll ever play that game again now because i had it set up so perfectly does so, it actually patch stuff in if you don't buy the update yes that's stupid i haven't updated my game yet because i was going to see if there's some way i can play it without updating it yeah. So I don't break everything, but uh I well, mean good luck. Yeah. Alright. Um Bloomberg had a big report that PlayStation is planning a new service to take on Xbox Game Pass. 
some sort of combination of PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now being their kind of streaming and game subscription service, while PlayStation Plus is their, you know, online uh, multiplayer purchase and free free game giveaway every month. Um, and so the interesting thing in the report is that it seems like it might have multiple tiers, and one of the tiers might include PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, and PlayStation Portable video games. For you to play via streaming, I believe. But, uh, yeah. This is just rumors. It's a project called Spartacus. And uh, we'll see if it comes to pass in the future. No real comment from Sony as of yet. So. Um, Uncharted 4 is getting a PlayStation 5 upgrade in January. Um, and then later that year, the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection will also come to PC. Um, that includes Uncharted 4 Thieves End and The Lost Legacy, which is a standalone DLC that came out after Uncharted 4. And uh, yeah, so you'll be able to play a few different modes. Fidelity mode, which is native 4K at 30 frames per second. Performance mode, which is 60 frames per second with a lower resolution. And performance plus mode, which targets 120 frames at 1080p resolution so uh fifty dollars for the collection supposedly eight uh and it says uh players who bought the original ps4 version of either uncharted 4 or the lost legacy can upgrade to the digital version of legacy of thieves for ten dollars this offer does not apply if you got your copy of uncharted 4 via playstation plus sorry brian but uh yeah uh, Ubisoft put out a YouTube video called Ubisoft Quartz, and mm-hmm. that is their uh, their beta experience for NFTs and video games. And I hate this, so I don't want to talk about it anymore. All right. They promptly removed it. By the way, it was like delisted or something like within really a few hours. Yeah, they well they didn't remove it. They like uh, they made the link unlisted on YouTube. I think because it was just a YouTube video announcing it. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Um, real quick announcements at the Game Awards. There was a gameplay trailer for the Suicide Squad game. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. I don't know if you guys uh, watched a whole lot of these. I caught a few of them on the actual show. I didn't watch any of the actual awards show. I just kind of caught some of the recaps. And like this, this game looks really good, like graphically. Yeah. It looks pretty sweet. I still don't know who ever asked for anything about the Suicide Squad, like <laughs> movies or video games alike. Because <laughs> um, there's nothing like handing everybody a bunch of characters they don't care about and then Harley Quinn. I mean, <laughs> I mean that second movie was pretty fun. And the it was good. I liked it. Is... But it, again, it's it's still like nobody asked for that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I realize that I'm as I'm as I'm playing these videos for you guys, it's very choppy over the Google Meet. So my nah, apologies. It doesn't matter. Uh the the um Quantic Dream Star Wars game got a uh CG trailer. Um that I think kind of interestingly implies that it's so it's I guess there's more information here. This Polygon article says it's set in the High Republic. Star Wars Eclipse will feature multiple playable characters and a branching story. Um, but this one's apparently in pretty early development. I think there's a moment where Yoda's in there. I don't mm-hmm. know if he was the, alive. So this the this High takes Republic. place 200 years before the prequels. Okay, so that is Yoda because he's yes. well, he's a he's that a, is Yoda and that is he's C-3-P-O. a spry 
He's a spry 500 years old uh, in the game, probably. And that was C-3PO, you said? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, yeah. It look, Yeah, it looked a lot like him. What's up with the Gray Man group that's in it, though? What's their story? <laughs> well, they were born uh, out of a theater troupe in Chicago, and <laughs> they've now expanded galaxy-wide. Oh, okay. The Blue Man group was uh, copywritten in, in, uh, the, um, on Coruscant, so they had to change their... Yeah. Their conceit a little bit. Gotcha. Um, there was a good tweet about this from one of the guys at Waypoint. Let's see if I can look it up. Uh, I'm interested in it. I mean, it looks... I, well, I don't know. It was just cinematic, so I guess I really can't see any... I mean, that's what the game looks, will but... probably look like when it comes out, though. Because it's Quantic yeah, Dream. Yeah, being that it's Quantic, quantic dream, dream and... yeah. Yeah, it does. It does look very striking, and the graphics look very nice. Um, and yeah, as you said, Quantic Dream is usually pretty visually uh, interesting. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Quantic Dream is just kind of like I don't know how much I care. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> what sort of like social commentary they're going to poorly shove down our throats with this game. Yeah, exactly. It'll be another one along the lines of, like, you should be nicer to AI. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rob Zachney said here... Uh, <laughs> he said, uh, Hey, is there something vaguely Islamophobic about the Crescent Moon and the Eclipse logo after that whole trailer? And then the developer reveal. He was like, oh, okay. I get it now. So, Quantic Dream... Pretty, uh... Oh. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Wonder Woman game um, from the Middle Earth Shadow of War developer, Monolith Productions. Uh, there was just a little tease, but I think later on it came out that this was probably going to use the same Nemesis system that was in those games. Um, so basically, basically you'll be, it'll be some sort of open world Wonder Woman game. Uh, where she has like enemies in the open world that she can go defeat, and if they get like if they defeat her, then they'll power up and become more powerful, and you just have like a list of these like big bads that you can go after. Um, so that seems like it might be something interesting. Uh, Alan Wake Two is and it was announced for twenty twenty three. Um, I didn't even I didn't watch the trailer for this, so I'll do that live right now. But it just looks like pretty Alan Wake vibes. Um, I do believe what little I read about it is it's not supposed to be as action oriented as the last one. It's supposed to be a true like survival, survival horror, horror game, yeah. which so that I'm, sounds fun. Yeah. I'm way down for that. I'm totally down for that type of thing. So, uh, but no, that's kind of something that we all but knew was coming. Um, it, it looks amazing at like four frames per second through Google Meet. I gotta say, <laughs> it's exactly as Remedy intended you to see it, is uh, my understanding. But yeah, no, that's cool, and I'm curious to see how it may or may not connect to uh, Control. Uh, Forspoken. I don't know anything about this. Is that Square Enix game? Sure, it is. Uh, it, they showed it as a tech demo for PS5, like back at the PS5 announcement. Was uh, it like Project Athia or whatever? Was yeah. that the same? Okay. Oh. May 24th, 2022 is the release date that got announced. Uh, it looks pretty. It Well, the 
like when they show it, it like in motion with the gameplay, it looks pretty. But the cutscenes, I thought, looked really not that good. Mm. Yeah, like the the character models in the cutscenes look very like plasticky. Yeah, just not not. They didn't look very realistic ish. I don't know. Yeah, but the gameplay looks interesting. Like it's very. It looks like it's like elemental based, and there's like. There's all kinds of stealth and like you know mm-hmm. magic and yada yada. It just it looks like there's it's it's gonna have something cool going on. Free roaming, open world, big big huge beautiful world to run around in, um, with cool particle effects and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just I don't know. I'm not like like I like seeing new franchises get announced and and like looked at and to see all these these things like you know actually get them to show you something about it but i i'm not like excited for this necessarily i guess i don't, I don't know yeah yeah i feel like i'd have to like hear people who are able to play it like talk about it a little bit to really right. get excited for it speaking of uh uh new ip the texas chainsaw massacre uh there's a game from the creators of the friday the 13th game so here's another game that john will never touch here's another game that's going to be broken <laughs> probably <laughs> so and then probably abandoned this is the other half of that team because the one half of the team was ilphonic i think they went on to make predator and now this team is making the gun is making uh texas chainsaw so yeah i don't know not not much in terms of gameplay or anything shown just a cg trailer yeah i just would like to play that as a group in hopes that Somebody uh, says, man, how can John be that bad of a leather face? <laughs> uh, Senwa Saga Hellblade 2, the sequel to uh, Senwa's Sacrifice, I believe, mm-hmm. was the, the subtitle for the first game. Uh, this looks very pretty. Yeah, the first one does too. I, I still have never finished it. I know I have friends that are like big fans of it, but... Uh... Yeah, yeah, I never. I never liked the gameplay. The story yeah. was very interesting, though. That's cool. Uh, Halo TV show looked kind of not great, in my opinion. I disagree. I think it actually makes me kind of interested in Halo. That's good. Hmm. No, I mean, it's, I just I'm kind of speaking more from a production value, but it also could just be early stuff as well. Like I don't know. Um. I'm just, I'm disappointed it's going to be on some other streaming service I have to fucking sign up for. Like, that sucks. <laughs> of course. Yes, Paramount Plus is what it's coming to in 2022. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Long time coming, that one. So, curious to see what people actually think about it. Uh, there was an Elden Ring trailer, which is good. There's a Sonic Frontiers trailer, which is an open-world-inspired Sonic game. Uh, people were calling it Sonic Breath of the Wild Sonic. Which, uh, you know, hmm. sure. Maybe this will be the good 3D Sonic game. That could be fun. Um, That's the thing. They didn't really show any gameplay, though. They just no. showed, like, the world, which looks pretty. But, like, how do you play open world Sonic? Do you just run yeah. around collecting gold rings and going fast? Yeah. Like, Are what there... is there to this game? Yeah, are there dungeons or something? That Tim and I were talking about it, and I was like, it'd be sweet if like you go into like a cave like in Breath of the Wild and like you fall down into the dungeon, it's like the casino zone. There's like side scroller 
Like you go, like it's you're free roaming and then you jump into a side scrolling thing and it's like a dungeon like that. That would be cool too. But even just like if it's just the weird different zones, like the chemical plant zone and the casino zone and like all those weird zones from the original games, that'd be pretty interesting. Uh, Slitterhead. No idea what this is. Looks like a horror game. Uh, Asian of some kind. What is a Slitterhead? A great question. Is that the tagline? <laughs> uh, who knows? Anyway, um, Lord of the Rings Gollum, because somebody wanted that. Because we need more fucking Lord of the Rings games that nobody plays? Yeah, definitely. Oh, there's gotta, a TV show coming, too. And yeah, they got to have a t- something for the TV show releasing. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, presented by Will Arnett and Ashley Birch. Uh, you know, I thought this was going to be like a swords type of, uh, like a, like a fan, uh, fantasy style Borderlands game, but I think there's just guns in it. Well, they do have yeah. like a bard character that was like playing a guitar. I don't know if that's like a playable class. It was funny. There's one part where like you're walking in the world map and there's a big Cheeto on the board. Cause it's like <laughs> somebody dropped their snacks on the D and D table. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I still yeah. Don't... For whatever reason, Tiny Tina is very popular amongst the Borderlands <laughs> fans. See, look, this is a sniper rifle that's in this game. It's just a sniper rifle. Yeah, it's still a shooter in the Borderlands. Like That's a bummer. It should be a schluter. A slash looter. Like Godfall, because that took the world by storm. Um, Among Us VR. <laughs> coming soon to a VR near you. I'm okay with this. I'll never play it, but I'm okay with it existing. Honestly, it's a it, good probably, idea. it probably makes a, be- a more interesting game than just normal Among Us. So I guess you're right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I believe it is coming to multiple VR, like not just uh, Oculus, but I think also PlayStation VR, if I recall correctly, even though this trailer is from the Oculus uh, channel. Star Trek... Uh, Resurgence is a Telltale-style Star Trek game that had an okay uh, Spock impersonation in it. But honestly, like it looked like... It, this is a trailer that I watched, and I was like, there's no way this is a real video game yet. Like, look at that interface. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ooh, I don't know. Like, it's just cinematics right now. They haven't made any actual video game. Arc Raiders, cool, Session Sessions Diana, an album of copyright-free music that streamers and content creators can use without being DMCA'd, which is cool. Uh, Rumbleverse, which is one of the latest games. It's a wrestling, colorful pro wrestling battle royale game uh, coming from the team at Iron Galaxy, uh, who the C-3PO of that company is Dave Lang, someone we know from PAX. Um, oh, cool. But yeah, and then they're making an Expanse Telltale series, uh, the the popular Amazon show and the the popular science fiction book. Um, and then Tunic is have finally has a release date, March sixteenth, next year, on Mac, Windows, and Xbox One and Xbox Series X. Very excited for that. Um, really want to play it. But yeah, other than that, there's a bunch of other stuff. Was there anything else you guys wanted to hit? I played the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 trailer. Oh, the Dune game is kind of interesting. 
And then yeah. there was a new, um, another Star Wars game that looks like Overwatch, but third person. I can't remember what it's called now. Is that the Star Wars, um, I can't remember. Yeah, the Dune, the Dune game is a, it's a 4X game. It's like a, a RTS. But real time, yeah. Yeah. Um, Star Wars, uh, game overwatch sure what does that bring me star wars hunters yeah yeah uh that was not they just they, they were showing clips of it and it all just looked like like star wars characters doing like payload interesting all right yeah online pvp star wars game with a marina style combat uh seems like a good idea but anyway yeah, I don't know. Um, the Dune game looks cool. Home Homeworld three looks cool to me, honestly. But uh Yeah, the yeah. Dune game they didn't actually show any like footage. It was it just seemed like but I it's a great idea and I'm down to play a Dune game. So Yeah, Dune two was basically like the the first RTS I knew of. At least on PC. So I've been meaning to look up and see what of those old Dune games is available on, on GOG. I think it'd be interesting to go back and play some of them because I think they were also like adventure style. Uh, yeah, there was. Well. But anyway, uh, the actual game awards we can kind of speed through a little bit here. Best multiplayer game and one of the like take home on a lot of awards was It Takes Two. That game from Joseph Ferris of uh, A Way Out fame. None of us have checked that out yet. Um, as far as I know, um, but maybe we should do that. Best sim and strategy went to Age of Empires Four. Sports and racing went to Horizon Five. Best family game again went to It Takes Two, even though it's a game about like divorce. So that's interesting. <laughs> uh, best fighting game went to Guilty Gear Strive. Best RPG went to Tales of Arise. Best action adventure went to Metroid De- Dread. Very well deserved. Best action game went to Returnal. Innovation and accessibility went to Forza Horizon 5 for the future update that they're implementing with um, people who will sign the spoken parts of the game to you. Hmm. I don't think that's in the game yet, but they still got that. There's already a lot of accessibility options in the game, though. They They did a good job. Best VR and AR went to Resident Evil 4. Um which is Oculus exclusive community support went to final fantasy 14 online mobile game went to Genshin impact debut indie went to Kena bridge of spirits best indie went to Kena bridge of spirits best ongoing game final fantasy 14 game for impact is life is strange true colors best performance went to Maggie Robertson for resident evil village. I believe that's, um, Lady Dimitrescu, potentially. The big vampire lady. Yes. Uh, so, of course, that's what people voted for. Audio design went to Forza Horizon 5. Best score in music went to the Near Replicant uh, remake or remaster. Best art direction went to Deathloop. Best narrative yeah. went to Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, best direction game direction went to Deathloop. And the game of the year finally went to It Takes Two once again, beating out Deathloop, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. And even I never even heard of that game. Really? I feel like 
I feel like we would have talked about it when it came out, but I, I, we never like none of us played it. I mean, I remember it getting announced and talking about it then. I don't remember anybody mm. ever saying they wanted to play it though. No, I mean, I never played a way out. Um, I wanted to, I but should. yeah, I didn't. I'm pretty sure it's up on Game Pass. It is. But uh, I think also It Takes Two is there as part of um, EA Origin or whatever. The Origin Access. I can't remember. So anyway, that's the Game Awards. Uh, and yeah. I don't know if we have anything else to touch on. Getting close to the end of the year. It's funny, this year I feel like I can probably do my top five before the end of the year. But I don't yeah, know if you My number one's the Matrix game. <laughs> there you go. That's our game of the year, The Matrix Awakens. The Unreal <laughs> Engine 5 demo. Yep. So, anyways. <sighs> Everybody knows all the stuff, John. That's fine. MidwestGamers.com slash links. Go to our Patreon. MPN.BZ slash Patreon. Yeah. And uh, Tiny Terrors, they're fun. Listen to them. Horror movie your book, they're cool. Yeah. Next time on the show, video games. Yeah, I'm hoping I can get some game time in. I, their work is still stupid busy, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's but never going to end. I just need to get through the holiday season. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, We're next crushed year. right now because we took on too many web stores. It's a whole other story. All right. Anyways. Yeah, everybody, thanks for joining us. Uh, we will have some more games next time. Thanks again to our patrons and uh, and everybody who listens. And, uh, yeah, check out that Matrix Awakens thing if you have access to a PS5. Or can you do it on Xbox? It is on Xbox, too, It is right? on Xbox. I'm surprised it's not on PC. It's interesting. Yeah, everybody yeah. should check it out. It's just it's incredible to see what... It, I mean, just to look forward to that in gaming and, uh, and also slightly terrify yourself knowing that, like, uh, our future overlords are going to use that technology against us at some point so yeah something to keep in mind anyways thanks again everybody we'll see you next time peace